0: Basic binges, part of Nom Talk Network. I'm gonna make everything sound like this today. We are talking about Stranger Things episodes three and four. We will also be talking about food. We review popular shows on this channel um, and as part of our network. Um, while also potentially eating and drinking. Sometimes we mix it up and we don't. I realize that I don't have anything to eat or drink, so that's why I'm tossing that out there. But I know, hey, heck yeah, we've got Skittles in the room, in the virtual room. Um, So yes, I am your host, Amy Cassandra Martinez, and right now, I am so excited to be chatting with all of y'all. We have the chat open. I have it here. That's, well, that's too much of me there. Um, So get any questions, concerns, comments, feedback. I don't know. Tell us what you're eating, what you're drinking right now. Let us know. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guests for the day, starting with Eric. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hi, I'm Eric. Um, Actor, singer, performer, you know, was here last week. Super enjoyed it and so
2: glad to be back.
0: Heck yeah. And we've got Johnny.
2: Hey guys, uh, I'm Johnny. I have been putting out a lot of resumes out and everything's content creating. I... I'm a filmmaker. I went to school for film. I don't mean to be an old snob. But, <laughs> you know, like if it's video editing, I got that. If it's, we'll just put the umbrella of content creator so I can sound young and hip. And yeah.
0: Easy. Do people say that? If not, they should because I just, said, so I don't know. It sounds cool. Um, something else that sounds cool Rolos, Sprinkles, the dragon cat in the chat is having Rolos. Have y'all ever had Rolos?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. one I've of my favorite Rolos. chocolate things. Well, being Filipino, I, a gra- the word for uh, grandpa is uh, Lolo. So uh, yeah. if we had Rolos, then even better. Uh,
0: what is in a Rollo? What it, like what is peanut a Rollo? Caramel? I don't, I don't even know what it is. Truly,
2: is it peanut butter or caramel sprinkles? Sprinkles? I think it's caramel? Tell us sprinkles.
0: Yeah, Nom Talk Network says Rolos, yum. I'm sure they taste delicious. Are they a candy bar?
1: No, it's like a little, it looks like a little thimble almost.
2: Yeah, it's like a chocolate thimble. Filled with c- caramel, I think. Chocolate and car, car- yeah. Yeah.
0: Chocolate, whoa.
2: I'm, I'm surprised they haven't changed their marketing to be like, YOLO, get some Rolos. Hey. If nice. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm sorry.
0: So, no, you know, that's very much welcome. This is also part, um, you know, advertising, nice clothing. So if we have any, we're going to toss them out there. Okay. So today, like I said, we're going to be touching on episodes three and four of Stranger Things. We have so much to get into, so we're just going to go ahead and do that. We will be bouncing around episodes three and four. So spoilers, of course. Um, and as always, I will be bringing up food related things so if you haven't eaten right now it's a perfect time to grab a snack get cozy and chat along with us okay so we got crystal in the chat as well yes and delicious so you okay crystal are you drinking or eating anything right now if you want to let us know okay so let's kick it off by the first um with the first little piece of food that we see in episode three and that's risotto murray made risotto which I just love because I feel like, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like risotto does, doesn't get enough time to shine in the entertainment business, um, in movies, and TV shows. I mean, I used to watch Hell's Kitchen and, oh, risotto had its time there. But I want to know just kind of from everyone, just because it's kind of random, like Murray's so pumped about his risotto. How do you all feel about risotto? Let's start with Johnny.
2: I'm a bad Italian. And I am not, I'm not one way or another about risotto, but I, I do want to uh, give props to anyone who has like their signature like dish. Like if you, like it's Thanksgiving or whatever. Like my thing I really love to make is, um, is mac and cheese casserole.
0: Woo!
2: Thanksgiving bacon, mac and cheese for me. It's, it's like, uh, I have a, I have a, a family friend um, who, you know, made it one year. And I was like, I have to do it next year. And it was nowhere near as good. And I remember one of my first uh, one of my first Christmases with the uh, future in-laws. I was just they were like, what do you want? I'm like, I want a casserole dish so I can make this for you guys. You know, and it was such a weird ask to ask your future in-laws. So casserole dish it's
0: nice. nice I like green bean casserole so I'm with you there Eric risotto yay nay
1: I don't ever actually think I've eaten risotto I was just thinking about it like today when I was thinking about the episode I don't know if I've actually eaten risotto but I do appreciate that that was Murray's go-to like everybody's sitting at the table nothing's wrong let me cook this delicious thing that's gonna make you all quiet hopefully and not ask any questions <laughs>
2: Yeah, like everybody at the table was, you know, because I didn't grow up in a sit down for dinner table, but it's funny that the parents are hiding something as well as the kids hiding something. And it's just, it makes for great awkwardness that everyone's just like, oh, I'm just going to Alaska uh, for the Britannica family, you know?
1: Well, I do have to appreciate too that Jonathan's like hiding two things because he's hiding what just happened, but also he's stoned
2: out of his mind. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And the yeah. fact, I'm sorry, but the fact that mom would be like, Jonathan, what's wrong with you? A good parent would just be like, my kid is stoned. Well, Murray knew. He was just like, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Murray is in the know. Um, yeah, Sprinkle saying Murray made that risotto look good. Crystal already ate. She had watermelon. Oh, heck yeah. Watermelon. It is time for watermelon. Is- I'm allergic. No! I'm so no.
2: Oh, no, sorry. I haven't tried it since I was a teenager. We have a half a watermelon in the fridge and it's completely covered and I'm half like ready with, no. I'm like half ready to try and see if I'm not, you know, getting oh a pen, gosh. you know? Oh my
0: gosh. No, please. It's like, just rational the next episode. No, just kidding. Um... <laughs> Well, risotto talk is officially over because I want to talk about everything else that's happening. I feel like there's so many different pairings. um, And we've talked about this last episode, last show about the previous episodes, but I feel like they're starting to combine, which for me is like really exciting because we're getting to see some dynamics between people that we haven't. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just start off with my favorite one, which is Robin and Nancy. We are going to be jumping around, like I said. So we're like, we're going to go from the beginning of uh, episode three into four. Robin and Nancy actually end up teaming up. Who wants to talk about their friendship, like a blossoming on our screens, and how that made you feel, Eric? Do you I, like-
1: actually, I actually think this is a great pair between because she's been partnered with Steve and Jonathan and everything. To where Robin's going to actually pick up what Nancy's doing and just. Kind of go with her and they're going to protect each other's girl power. Come on. Like, oh, yeah. They're going to find it sleuth. They're the Mary Kate and Ashley of Stranger Things.
0: <laughs> oh, we should have that somewhere. The Mary Kate and Ashley of Stranger Things. I'll put that on a poster.
1: Right? It's but it's cool. great, especially when they were in the library looking for things. Like, oh, they never said no to each other really, but they just kept pushing each other further and further. And I love it. Like a,
2: like a Nancy Drew like they should you know what so here's a fanfic for you uh take this world and run with it uh it should be like a series of books in an offshoot world where they do know each other and they're solving little like hawkins mysteries like who stole the cat or you know mr jenkins is up to it again you know
0: yeah i would be so down for that and i feel like it's interesting because um steve was actually going to volunteer himself to go with Nancy to check out basically what she has, like, a hunch about uh, Victor Creel, like, everything that's happening with that, and then he gets stuck with the kids again.
1: Well, like he yeah. said, he's always the babysitter. That's <laughs> so...
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, and they have a great dynamic, so let's touch on them. Um, that, I mean, it's basically a chunk of the kids and Steve. Um, they are basically still protecting Eddie and, like, you know, hiding him away. Um, and they do, they bring him, like, groceries. They give, like, it's basically DoorDash delivery full of groceries, Instacart kind of situation. And the biggest thing that I saw with what Eddie was inhaling when he when everyone got there was honeycomb. I want to say honeycombs, but I didn't see an S on the box. But that's cereal, so...
2: I effect know. doesn't oh, have an S.
0: Does it have a mess. I don't know. And this actually ties in with something that we see in a later episode, episode four. Um, Hopper, when he runs away, escapes, woohoo, yay Hopper. He ends up finding and really like chowing down Jif peanut butter, it's creamy peanut butter. So I have a couple of questions there. My cat wants to say hi, hello, <laughs> this is E.T. Hello, whoa.
2: You can see the reflection
0: of the little red light saying that we're live. We are live, honey. Are so live. Run on the keyboard. Yes, you are. Okay, so questions. If you um, have gone a long period of time without being able to eat something, whether it's because of braces or surgery or anything like that, what is that one thing that you just like? Oh, you know, does that make sense? That and also peanut butter. Creamy or crunchy or none of it. Who wants to go? Okay, Eric. What crunchy?
1: Uh, crunchy peanut butter.
0: Crunchy peanut butter. Okay,
1: yes, crunchy peanut butter to be specific. Like that's my favorite kind of peanut butter. Extra crunchy. I'm a weirdo. I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And then food that like would go back after not being able to eat of all time. Pizza. Pizza's my go-to anytime.
0: Pizza. Okay. Pizza.
2: Johnny. So, I think there's a immediate one, and there's like a oh God, Jesus one. And the, the immediate one is just quite super simple. I would straight up just go for pizza, little CC's, as I like to call it. They had the Batman promo recently, where you got a calzone, but it was in the shape of a Batman. Oh sorry, yeah, actually. Uh, <laughs> so little CC's, it's cheap. I'm cheap. It works great. But if I had to go mm, like this, it would have to be either masubi or sushi. Masubi. Sushi. Misubi,
0: it's a
2: very Pacific Islander y. Oh, I know. I love it, it. Like jam. And I'm all for it. Crunchy or creamy? Crunchy or creamy? Oh, just uh, creamy, like me.
0: Creamy?
2: Anyway. <laughs> no, creamy. Does that make me crunchy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm
0: crunchy. Well, I think I'm going to. What is it? Not even out the playing field, but we're going to have a clear winner. I'm creamy. 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 Well, and it's weird, though, because I wouldn't say I don't, I don't really creamy like So I would say almond butter. Creamy. Oh. Almond butter.
2: Sorry about the creamy dance. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, in the chat, we've got people saying, okay, Sprinkle says creamy. Uh-oh, three for creamy, one for crunchy. So i going to choose crunchy. <laughs> Crystal says, I can't eat gluten, but, oh, my gosh, been craving sourdough bread for years now. I like some crunch and some creamy peanut butter. <gasps> so that's Beyonce says love. crunchy. Yes. Crunchy? Hey. Crunchy crunchy.
2: Here's my dough. thing about crunchy. It's like Rocky Rose to me i just don't like that texture i don't yeah. want surprises
0: yeah it's not <laughs> a surprise <laughs> you, yeah.
2: you know it. it's a
0: surprise because with every bite you don't know if it's going to be crunchy or not
2: are you going to get it you're not going to get it it's yeah. not like it's, it's not price. like lucky charms where you're just like oh bonus i got a marshmallow from all this boring <laughs> wheat you know <laughs> it's like peanut butter's great already i like you know it's just <laughs> it's, you know what Much like everything and everything should be in life, you know, that's cool, but it's just not for me. By all means, to anybody who celebrates it and anybody who wants it, you can have it. The more for you, the, you know,
0: (laughs) There's something that Sprinkles brings up, which I wholeheartedly agree, and this also um, comes to, this also applies to almond butter. They said, I'm pretty sure no one wants the peanut butter you have to stir. I don't like having to stir it. it. it, like, icks me out. Like, I know that's not a proper terminology, but, like, I don't like seeing stuff, like, just liquid on top. I'm not about that. And Hopper didn't of- have to stir anything. He didn't have time it- to stir, so
2: it worked out. Speaking of stir and peanut butter and stuff, it has always grossed me out. If anyone just went and then just did that, I would, I mean, I know I've been in a Russian prison or whatever, but I feel like, where's the spoon? There's gotta be a spoon somewhere. Oh.
0: <laughs> Hopper well, did and,
1: not care about it. So, yeah. And with that as well, people who like get the like knife or anything, dip it in there and then put it on bread, lick it and then put it back in. No. <gasps> that's not jam.
0: <laughs> no. I don't like when like you have a, not a sauce, but yeah, something like peanut butter, that kind of consistency. And it's just like on one end or it's just like ugly. If you can make it pretty, make it pretty. Why not?
1: Well,
0: you know, especially like Cool Whip or something like that. Uh, yeah, for sure. Q-Ball says crunchy is good, but my favorite is creamy peanut butter. But if there's a half can of crunchy peanut butter left, I, what? I put sugar in it and mix it up. So good.
2: Oh.
0: It's salty, it's sweet.
2: Diabetes, let's go.
0: I mean, look, if you a have wish. the recipe, Cubal, feel free to share it. Um, and also, what do you like? What, do you just like have up half the peanut butter or do you? put it on anything. I, I went through a phase a few years for um, like really just craving apples and almond butter, creamy. So that's, yeah. I know a lot of people have it with celery. Yeah, or do you just not? like hopper style? We're just gonna call it hopper style. Hopper you just have it by itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's dive into egos. We're really gonna be talking a lot about food today and how it relates to everyone. Because there was a lot of like really cool food things going on, and don't worry, y'all, we will end it with Max because we gotta give her some time. Oh, Max. Okay, so this next question that I have for y'all: We got this shot of um, egos on a plate. They were four L slash eleven slash Jane, um, and I wanted to ask y'all this. This obviously this goes for everyone watching. Is there a food that is so closely associated with a character that y'all can think of that's similar to Eggos and Eleven? So I, know, I mean, obviously you see Eggos, you're like, Eleven. Um, are there foods like that? Like, are we... And if so, which ones are they? Yeah.
2: I got one and I'm ready. Okay, go. Producer yeah. Stephanie, get ready for a graphic. Are you ready for this? It's the TMNT... And pizza.
1: That's what I was going to say.
2: <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Like You can't be like Ghostbusters and Marshmallows because you don't see that. It's like it's a subtle yeah. thing. I'm a little older. My reference is going to be a lot older. But, uh, you know, Spongebob Krabby Patties, like,
0: oh
2: you know, what else? Bob's Burgers.
0: Oh, oh my God. That makes me laugh. Yes. Like yes. Pun, pun Burgers.
2: Yeah. Um, honey Burgers. What else? What else we got? What else we got? Um what do you think?
1: Mm, I was gonna say TMNT too. That's the first thing that popped into my head.
2: (laughs) Classic. It's almost as if in the graphic that the turtles are sitting on the couch. (laughs) That was great quick graphics, by the way. (laughs) Popeye and spinach. Popeye and yeah. yeah. I feel bad. I do have spinach and I
0: don't think about Popeye, but like, do you think about, well, do you guys think of that that family feud thing where it was like around everywhere? Um, the question was like, "What's Popeye's favorite food or something?" And this girl said, "Chicken!" Yeah <laughs> <'Cause> like, <laughs> it was
1: only one answer, one answer.
0: <laughs> I think about her frequently. Yeah, she's great. Good for her. I mean, well, not so good because they didn't win. But <laughs> I think about that more than I think about Popeye. But that's, that's true. That's true. Sprinkle says crusty Burgers. Yeah. Crystal. Yeah. Popeye and spinach. Um, and QL saying, hey, hey, QA, I want the recipe for that. No judgments for sure. I want the recipe for your concoction because who knows? I feel like a lot of different, um, what is it, combinations of food or like different kinds of food happen on accident. And it's like, oh my God, like. You know, I can't think of any right now, but I'm sure they've had like uh, potato chips. I feel like that was an accident. So heck yeah. Uh, QBall says, I love pizza. My favorite sausage pizza, but I love the meat lovers pizza from Pizza Hut, which brings us into our next topic of conversation, which is something that was so highly requested by Eric. Okay, Um, (laughs) which is pizza, pineapples, On pizza. I like how I said pineapples. Not, no. Like, not multiple, but just pineapple. On pizza. Um, yeah. Yay? Nay? Thoughts? Eric, we gotta go to you first.
1: Come on. Ham and pineapple pizza? Delicious. I've been eating that since the 80s. (laughs) Like, it was just a thing to go to. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um... Crystal saying no, I'm with you, Crystal. Um, but I also just don't like warm fruits. I don't like pies that have fruit in them, except for boysenberry pie. I had that once, but it was kind of lukewarm. So I don't know. But I just like, I don't like apple pie. I don't like, yeah. And I don't like fruits on salad. I'm weird with fruits, y'all. Um, but if you have strong opinions about pineapple being on pizza or not being on pizza, we definitely want to hear it from you. Johnny, yay, nay. Hey, uh,
2: you know, the fiance is all about, is all about it. I am not entirely, but I'm not, I'm the most gray, vanilla son of a bitch that's ever been on this show. Okay. So, so I really don't, I, I, I'm like the gray planet from Futurama. I feel no particular way, which is makes for a great guest. Um. <laughs> But to be honest, I used to work at a pizzeria when I lived in uh, Alameda. And uh, it wasn't called Tucker's. This was an ice cream place Uh down from the place where I worked, And uh, we had I think it was like called the Surf's Up or something. But I really wasn't I never really was a pineapple person until I had it at this pizzeria. And that's now permanently closed. I don't know, COVID or whatever. But I worked there, or they just decided. uh, oh, Johnny's not here anymore. It's not worth going to. But anyway, no. Uh, this pizza, this pizza place was really great because what they did was they accented it with barbecue, mm. and it was a deep dish pineapple. Oh, Ooh. so that I I was all for that because of the barbecue, because of the barbecue, and it. And then they slapped a bunch. It wasn't just like the usually when you get a Hawaiian, it's like Canadian bacon pineapple, and then that's the, that's the same thing. <laughs> this was like, it was thick and it had, it had I don't know, just you It had, had depth to it. It had depth. It had meaning to the pizza. This is a, coming from an Italian guy. You gotta have meaning in your pizza. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like how we did this. <laughs> uh, look, I guess the most important part is, you know, if you've tried it, let us know. Because look, as much as I'm like, ah, I don't like my. I've never actually tried it because I'm too scared. So you brave souls that you have and you're like, look, I tried it. Not for me. I commend you. Cueball. I tried it. It was okay. But I think it's because people want a little bit of sweetness to their pizza, which makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, Nom Talk Network says loving the sweet and salty combination of pineapple on pizza. Hashtag Gracie says no to pineapple on my pizza. Mm-mm. Sprinkle says, I like pizza in general, so yes, except anchovies. I don't think I've ever gotten anchovies. No. No. I've never been brave enough to try that either. Um, Okay. So let's dive into, let's put a little break on the food because my mouth is salivating. And let's talk about Mike and Elle and everything that happens with Eleven um, in these two episodes. I have to say, one of my most favorite parts that happened was the realization that Elle had that, like, her and Mike aren't as close as they were. Not so much because, like, yay, 11's in pain. No, but it was, like, it was so intense, and I want to know how y'all felt, especially the part where Mike basically says, I care for you, and then she says, you don't love me? I What? What? what and then she brings the receipts. you can't even write it thoughts feelings emotions what was going on in your heart and in i like
2: to bring thoughts. the receipts
0: <laughs> yeah right <laughs> bring
2: the receipts what a bring great
0: receipts. good button yeah thoughts how did we feel about it everyone like i was heartbroken i was like oh but true true he hasn't said that from mike from mike from mike that's what she says Oh. I, I watched it over and over again. So I was
2: like, "Oh, this is so good, Johnny." Um, not to be an old man again, old man responds to this. <laughs> um, but these are children having a children argument. Mm-hmm. You know, like they depict the small things that I mean, when you're in a when you're in the beginning of a relationship, when you're just in your first relationship and stuff like that, you can't really articulate to say like. I need you to say this and I need, I need to, I need to feel your expression of love in this way, you know? And for Elle, who has a stunted childhood, for anybody who has childhood PTSD, like she clearly has, there's a lot of things that is she, because she's clearly in the first episode putting on a show of I'm popular. She wants to fit in. She's trying to do that thing. So she's trying to do the paint by numbers. She's trying to do every, she's trying to do the thing that kids do when they try to find themselves. They don't know and they don't know how to communicate, especially. And not only that, like, I'm, and I don't mean to lean one way or another, like outwardly saying, I would probably be Mike and be like, how do you expect me to to know this? But then I'd also be like, oh, or I'm kind of, I forget kind of, I'm a kind of a weepy emotional, like, i'm i'd be i'd be the l if i'm being really honest with myself i'd be the same i mean
1: well if you look at it the relationship between them is the same that happened in season three with them breaking up and fighting he really didn't communicate with her and he's still not doing that even though at the end of it she said i love you he still never said that he i don't think can articulate it enough even though he knows it he can't bring that up to her because she is so fragile and emotional. He doesn't want to overwhelm her, I don't think.
2: Also, let's look to the men in Mike's life. What is his dad like? How does he learn how to communicate? Like the most of the men in his life are his peers who are just figuring themselves out too. So like barely, he barely knows Hopper. He knows Hopper is this like oppressive, like dad of the girl that he's dating and just like what, What's his understanding of masculinity? What's his understanding of relationships?
1: Yeah. I mean, and to be fair on that aspect, with Al's uh, relationships with men, she didn't find out Hopper's feelings until the end of season two or season three with the letter. He didn't actually ever tell her. No guy's actually ever told her.
2: So, one I of the best, one of the hands down best scenes in two is they're off doing stranger things. And uh, Wills, I think, in the hospital, or Wills at the lab, and and he's there with Joyce, and he goes to the he goes to the uh, the, the the his his truck, which I missed that truck for one, two. Uh, he has the radio and he apologizes to her and he talks to her. That is probably one of, if not, to me, the best Hopper, if not Stranger Things, scene in yeah. the series. Yeah. No one's hearing it. He's saying it for himself, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, as the season continues to see, like, what happens with Elle and what happens with her relationship with Mike and with Hopper. Because, I mean, there's so much that we're not going to get into yet. Obviously, we're just on episodes three and four, but everything is just so discombobulated that it's like, ah, um, Sprinkles says Mike loves her, but he also hasn't seen her in a while, so communications is off. And yeah, I mean that's so true. I think things are only going to get bumpier as you know everything else happens. But oh yeah,
1: I completely agree with that because even look at his relationship with Will; that is completely thrown apart. Completely. Oh
0: my gosh, yeah,
1: which is very very sad as well.
0: I feel so bad for Will. Will, um, this isn't going into other episodes, but there is this theory, and I wanna know from y'all, that birthday party, sorry, Will, I gave it away, but that party, the Rikurama, was that actually Will's birthday? That day, was that his birthday? Because Jonathan says, hey, have fun. And when they're looking at, there's something, but there's a date stamped on that thing that happens and it's actually Will's birthday it's like everything lines up so do y'all think that really was his birthday (laughs) or I
1: do not remember I don't remember that but that yeah makes it even more sad producer (laughs) Stephanie
0: (laughs) it's like this whole thing and I was like wait what Um, I would say
2: the point that he makes where he's just like we haven't you even we haven't even connected, and he's and like from friend to friend, or maybe more, and yeah. your friend because in the previous season he was just like, did you expect us to be playing Dungeons and Dragons forever? Didn't think we'd did get girlfriends, and then now Will says you didn't even ask how or something like, what about us? And Mike is just like, there. What? Did, what do you mean us? for friends, and like we don't know what he was painting. All this other stuff, like you know,
0: justice for Will, honestly. Like, Will deserves all the happiness in the world. Will's gone through so much. So I'm hoping that that develops as well. Um, what do y'all have hopes for, for Will? What would, ultimately? I, hope,
1: I just hope he comes into his own. Um, because like, the first season, everybody bonded looking for him. Second yeah. season, he was kind of in it, but again, taken out because he was attacked again. Um, third season like he knew what was going on that was the real first time he was in it to fight with them so he's kind of like behind the curve of everybody else um, so I think he, he just feels very lost um, I did appreciate him though uh, when Al's getting bullied in the first couple of episodes just like that look of like it'll be okay I'm here to help you I'm going through this with you I've been there But nobody ever turns and looks at him. So I just hope his life, for the term, it gets better.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anything you'd like to add, Johnny?
2: Super, super, super true. It gets better anytime. Because child trauma, grief is a very big part of my life. And the concept of telling someone that it gets better is very important. Now, sometimes, like, doesn't get better or it takes forever to get better but that doesn't mean that there's no hope at the end of the light i mean there's there is hope there is a light at the end of the tunnel you know and how that manifests is something we will never know so if someone's religious they call it god or someone calls it this or that or whatever their faith is like the be, the be all end all is that the process of living and the process of process of like going through things is that it's not easy in the moment and there is definitely something to look forward to in the end you know, especially for him. I mean, if, if it's a haircut, then that's what I wish for Will. I mean he has to look good as Sinclair, because Sinclair's hair is on point. <laughs> that's you know.
0: Look, it's nuts. Um you know who someone else who I'm still like, oh my god, they give her like I it's Elle doesn't necessarily look like Joyce, but she's giving Joyce vibes, even though she's like, I don't know, 30 years younger or so. Um, but let's talk about Elle. My God, everything that she goes through is going to set us up for the rest of the season. Um, but let's, let's use the jumping off point as the moment where she's talking to Mike and she's like, I saw the way you looked at me. This is the aftermath of, you know, <coughs> Angela. And she just feels like a monster. And she describes herself. She's like, I'm a monster, I'm a monster. And then they have that fight. And then she says, you know, like, do you love me? And then he basically says, you're a superhero. And she answered with not anymore. Oh. So She's really struggling to find out. Yeah, Johnny, what would you play?
2: I've I've got a maybe personal question and it may be way out there. Drop it in the chat, whatever, whatever. Have you ever gotten to a fight in school? Or off uh, just like with, like under like you're you're a minor, and it's whether playground or a birthday party or whatever. Have you gotten to a fight? I've gotten in when I was in the fifth grade. I had a very, just it changed my life. Fight, um, and it's it's you know when you're a kid, it's you know the world like the the world it takes it takes so less. It takes, or it takes so less to fill your cup of anger, to fill your whatever, you know, if you're bullied at school, did you ever fight back? And the feeling, especially being cis boy, like there's a lot of machismo, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, I deserve respect this way. Like, don't call me that, whatever. Stop picking on me. Like, there's a lot of that. Cause it was basically, I was, I was bullied by this kid who wants to be friends with me on Facebook. And I haven't responded to it in a couple of years. Weird. Um, but, like, you know, it, to stand up for yourself or to lash out like broadly as she did, and as admittedly I did uh, in the fifth grade. Um, but it changed, it, honestly, it changed my life, you know, and change, it shapes who you are as a person. And I think this will definitely shape who Elle was.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean,
2: looking back, like,
1: because she stood up from the bullies that were bullying Will and Mike and all of them in the first yeah. season, remember? Season,
2: yeah.
1: In season one. So that's what she had. So the first episode when she screamed and her powers didn't work, now she's figuring it out. And so finally, boiling point, this girl's being mean to me. I can't do anything. She just embarrassed me beyond anything because I make my life seem so important like you said, a life-changing fight. I yeah, mean, the Helpless deserved it though, so. Don't forget
2: it, but she deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. the, and the feeling of helplessness.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Sprinkles in the chat is sharing, and I wanna thank y'all so much for being so open and you know, uh, creating the safe space for all us to be able to talk about this. Um, Sprinkles is saying, yeah, I was bullied constantly at school, so yes. After I
2: fought back, they left me alone. Wow. Um... As, especially as a kid, you oh can't God. come up with a zinger and taking a high road is so hard to do. It's not like, you know, Dawson's creep where someone can have a freaking monologue or someone has the right thing to say but... at the right moment to cut someone. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's hard. It's hard to be a child. And, and with online and bullying, and it's just, it's a wild world, like, It's so much more different now than it was then.
1: Well, and I was about to bring that up. Back then, it was different. Bullying was way different. Yeah. Because parents sometimes were oblivious to what was happening. Because like Al, you made your life seem that it was better so nobody else would know. Mm -hmm. So the bullying back then, not online, not on phone. It was actual physical, physical. So if nobody saw it, it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So that's why oftentimes parents were like, my kid wouldn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. So that's why Al, I feel like, hit her because nobody was believing her.
2: And and there's a lot to say for parents that, yeah, that my kid would never do that. But especially when you're a teenager, you're developing who you are, you know?
0: Uh, Crystal said, yes, I was also bullied and knocked down in the bathroom. Q-Ball says, I was bullied in school as well. It has affected me, but I don't let it define me. Um, I... have no words except I'm so sorry that any of y'all went through anything remotely horrible um and I'm just I'm glad that y'all are here and I'm glad that I mean Cuba you put it very nicely that you didn't let it define you heck yeah let's send a little bit of love to everyone watching right now anyone that's gone through a tough time during that maybe this will also open up people's ideas of like you know treating people nicely you know if they're watching Stranger Things it's like oh I don't know. I think that's sometimes the hope for some shows, right? To open up conversations and to maybe take yourself out of the equation and be like, Oh, I guess I shouldn't have said that. Or you grow up and realize, Oh, maybe I should apologize for that one thing I did in high school. Maybe they don't remember, but maybe I'll apologize. It's just constantly about trying to be a better human being.
2: There's like two things I want to mention. One, uh, part of the reason why, I feel like I came out of that standing up for myself or that fight or whatever is because I had a man in my life. I had my grandfather to not teach me. This is how you fight back. Like that was not his vibe, his vibe. He knew the kind of bullying, how it affected me. I was this very sensitive kid, you know, and he knew that like that violence in fighting, he knew, as an Ital- as an Italian, we get pretty feisty, like we're, we're pretty feisty. We have a short fuse, especially in my family. But the thing is, is that we know not to, we're like Batman, don't cross that line, you know? And uh, and to that, happy Father's Day to all the fathers either watching or supporting and you know, all the mothers who are fathers, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: Eric, was there anything
2: you wanted to add?
1: Oh no, I completely agree with what he was saying.
0: Heck yeah. All right, so we're gonna, I mean, Goodness. I, I feel like I want to bring this up really quickly. We don't have to talk about it too much, but I was like, what the heck? Joyce. Um, when her and Murray are on their way to go and hopefully find Hopper, we get a shot of Joy looking at her airline food, and she's just like, mm-hmm. and what I saw were some lovely biscuits with some gravy and sweet peas. And I was like, what the heck, Joyce? And then we cut to Hopper getting like mush served on his plate. And then Hopper uses, you know, his food and bread as like a way to trade, like kind of barter so that he can try to escape, which I think is crazy. So I guess a quick question. Have y'all ever had good airline food? Ever? No. No? No. It's
1: <laughs> a no. like bag of like pretzels because I don't fly far. So like oh. a little bag of like really dry pretzels and like a $6 Coke.
0: <laughs> the drinks are so expensive for sure yeah. yeah you johnny
2: i would say i've never been on a i was almost gonna say i've never been on a plane long enough to need a meal but that's not true because the longest plane uh the longest plane ride i've ever been on was from california to italy and Italy to california i don't even remember the food this was like 25 it was like 20-ish years ago um But I will say that now most of my flights or like in adult, you know, uh, flights, get a drink, get booze either before or during the plane. Like I, I just like, even if it's, you know, you can, I don't know. That's, that's my, that's my thing is have a, have a cocktail on on the plane. Heck yeah. Yeah. I definitely need a
0: little something. I hate flying. But I do have an answer myself. I one of my first like big trips, it was in high school. It was part of my orchestra. And uh we went to play at Carnegie Hall. It was like a whole thing. It was fantastic. On our way over there, um we did get fed, which was amazing. And it was no joke, it was probably like the simplest like chicken, like breaded chicken burger thing. But I can't even tell you it was so magical. It tasted so good. I was like, this is the best meal I've had on a plate. It was the only meal I had on the plane. <laughs> it was so good. And then it was like, woohoo, we're in New York. Welcome to New York. Yeah. So that was a great experience. Q ball I saw, wait, no, non talk network. Okay. Korean Air has pretty decent food. Ooh, protein, carbs, veggies, all at once. Uh, Can y'all help me say this word? The bibi isn't too bad. How do I say that? Bebe bop? I've always wanted to learn. Bibimbap, bop.
2: Sounds like a dance challenge. I've heard of it. So that
0: was <laughs> not too bad. Uh, Sprinkle says nope. Average food. Crystal, Air Mexico. Yes, tamales. Oh, really? Oh. <gasps> well. Guys, let's take this on the road. Let's take this in the air. Let's go. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, now you see my cat.
0: Oh, hi, baby. Hello. What's your name, cutie patootie? Look at you.
1: Since we're talking about food, this is pancake. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go I... feel a cat. Where's it? Give me a, somebody throw a cat oh. in my hands. <laughs>
0: Pancake, oh my God, that's adorable. I love it so much. Okay, so we are, let's, I think we're just gonna go ahead and dive into the last two people that I really wanna focus on for the rest of the time. We're gonna start off with uh, Mr. Robert England, uh, because we have to, and then we're gonna end it with Max. So start getting your answers ready for your song that would save you from Vecna. Start getting those going in the chat. So Robert Egan, <laughs> just gush, gush. Eric,
1: gush. Uh, I loved it. Like that's very much what I'm get, like loving about the season is the Nightmare on Elm Street kind of vibe, kind of more mental. It's I'm I'm loving it. I and him being there for it, perfect.
0: Oh, and the uh, the
1: ice, oh. You <sighs> that know, what? story part of him just telling the story was top notch. I, I really loved what they did with that.
0: It's crazy because, as actors, the main thing that you have are your eyes to be able to convey how you're feeling, what you're thinking. And the fact that he was able to do so much with his eyes closed, it's just like, Robert England, Johnny, thoughts?
2: So, I wanna also, like, obviously, Robert England was really cool to see. That guy works with, he did so much with having, like, his complete face covered. Uh, you know, terrifying kids for for decades, but it's all. Let's also make note of the fact that this is a Silence of the Lambs reference as well. Oh. Yeah. You know, to, yeah. but you really don't have like the same like Robert Englund doesn't necessarily have the same power that Hannibal Hannibal Lecter has in that scene. But the vibes and the and the best thing about Stranger Things and and its and its um its play on nostalgia it does a really good job of giving us the best of, but also kind of like kind of the worst of, you know, Um, like, you know, 80s bullies, uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But as far as Robert Englund is concerned, like it was really when his name pops up at the end of the credits and and you do that thing, like before there was Instagram or before there was uh, IMDb, it would drive me banana sandwich when i was when i would watch something and just go who's that actor Where's i can't it? look it up i know that face and then i was just like but the older you get the more you just like sit back and enjoy the movie and then you have that confirmation in the end you're like fuck well, yeah i called it even though you didn't you know <laughs>
0: so. i also i think we should give a shout out i'm trying to look for his name um but the younger version of Victor Creel, the casting was amazing because he very much did look like Robert England. Um, yep. His nose, his eye placement, I would say even the kid, the kid did. Well, never mind. Nope, take it back. I'm not going to spoil anything. Never mind. Um, so, yes, wonderful casting. I mean, but you, of course, we're talking about, um, oh my God, Carmen Cuba. I thought it was Cuba, it's Cuba, Carmen Cuba does the casting for Stranger Things, shout out, because wow, yeah, okay, now everybody to talk about Max, (laughs) we're, oh god, oh, okay, basically, I mean, I'm assuming everyone's seen this episode, these two episodes, because we've been getting very spoilery, um, highlights of it, or I guess lowlights, because they're very sad, um, Max basically comes to the realization that Vecna is after her and that everything that she's gone through has made her very susceptible to be attacked by Vecna. She realizes like, oh, wow, I had nightmares and like, you know, like hallucinations and things like all of that's happening. And so she writes these letters to her friends and she visits her mom, who ends up not being her mom, um, And then we get the magical scene that is, you know, running up that hill moment with the headphones so that she could be saved. So um, everyone in the chat, if you had to have a song that would save you from Vecna, this is a song that you love wholeheartedly, that if you heard it, it would pull you out from the depths of this horrible place, what would it be? And also, what are we thinking about the performance that Sadie Sink gave The, um, everything that we saw, I mean, special effects, goodness, uh, the script. I want to hear everything you have to say. Um, Eric, do you want to go first?
1: Sure. Um, I'm really loving what they're doing with her character this season. They, even though it's tragic, you actually see how talented she is. Mm -hmm. Especially like when she's sitting at the grave talking to Billy and reading him a letter, like that scene is just so heartbreaking to me and just shows you how vulnerable Max is even though you meet her the previous season, or two seasons, she's like this tough, like tomboy kind of um, girl. And she's just so vulnerable and it's it's so sad, but with her listening to Running Up Hill and running to save herself, that was just such an empowering moment. I hope that continues through the rest of the season, of her kind of gaining back her power. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Also, the song that would save me is a couple of years old, uh, later than where we're at in Stranger Things, but it's Faith by George Michael.
0: Because <laughs> you gotta have faith. faith, faith. Mm-hmm. Nice. Favorite song like ever. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Johnny, thoughts on Max and Beckna songs?
2: Um, okay, so thoughts on Max. The actress is doing a bang-up job as someone who is dealing with trauma, um, especially seeing her brother die. Like Having characters die in movies or in short-form stories is, can be very heavy-handed because you only have so much time to grow with the character to see how they're grieving about it and all that kind of stuff. So they're doing a really great job with writing it that way. She's really need, really doing a good job of executing it as an actress uh, and bringing a lot of reality to it. Um, my uh, song, oh, also, by the way, uh, congratulations to Kate Bush for coming back yes. on the charts. And, you know, it's, and, and it's a very, you know, it's a very good song that, you know, that, display, that talks about gender and gender identity very well. Uh, hands down. Listen to the lyrics. I saw a Pitchfork with Big Boy from Outcast talking about it. Look it up. You don't know. You didn't think that Big Boy from from uh from Outcast was about as woke as he was. And I'm just like, Big Boy gets it. Um. So when it comes to my song, I wouldn't have. I got the the Lord of the Rings hand thing. Do you ever notice like like take a drink every well, time? Come- simply. Mordor, like, one yeah, two six, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: just, I just I, I don't know. It's just, and then this. Gandalf. <laughs> okay, wrong franchise, wrong IP. But um, but no, so when it comes to songs, songs, music is very much part of my life. My grandpa used to, like, have scores, Vivaldi, like classical music, always, always, always in the house. And it was very important to me, because that's how I connected with him. That's how You know, I I discovered music and stuff like that. My aunt, Christine, like, she was a very big... My first concert, Paula Abdul. I just wanted to see MC Scat Cat. Nice. Like, you want to get 80s? We'll get 80s, baby. Like, uh, but I don't have one song. I have since I was in my 20s. And and iTunes did it before Spotify did it, which was, like, your top listen-to songs. And specifically your top listen-to songs specifically around this time. So... In my 20s, I'm a music file. I came up with this playlist for every song that has ever meant anything to me. So it's not just like a myth, because at a certain point, we evolved with music. You can't fit it all in one set. You can't fit it all in one CD. You can't hit Napster and wait for days for the right one. So what I did was I made the list. And whether or not I have a Spotify, whether or not I have a uh, uh, iTunes or whatever, I just made sure that there's the list and the list is there. And I was like, what's the one? I have everything from, like, the first song I remember, which is, like, one, my mom's singing uh, Silent Night to me. Like, that was my lullaby as a baby. No matter what time of year it was, you know, I just dug Silent Night for some reason, probably because I want some goddamn peace and quiet. But but <laughs> but uh, but there's that. And then there's, you know, Kate Bush is really hopping, and someday down the line, I may be like, remember when we were listening to that a lot? But I, I narrowed it down to... Um, Hans Zimmer, Lion King soundtrack Uh, It's not just Hakuna Matata, you can't buy a t-shirt At Target from my song Um, It's um, Underneath the Stars It will destroy me I will become a puddle of goo And if that goo can make its way Out of Vecna's trap, then that's what it is Because it's, it's It's The last, it's, spoilers if you haven't seen Lion King in the last 20 some odd years but it's the song that obviously it's under the stars. It's when he puts his footprint and he puts his hand in the footprint and fathers and sons, you know, that super means a lot to me after yesterday, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like it's super, it's super important. Those, so those, those songs that connect you to someone and like, and my, my, my grandfather is like the person in humanity before this lady to, to be my person, you know? So
0: I love that! Oh, that I love it! Mine mine is You Send Me by Aretha Franklin. I also like Sam Cooke's version. That makes me feel like I'm like the main character in a movie and like in like a woohoo, like walking down the street in New York like that. So I totally, totally love that, you know, we get to think about music that way, that it can really like help us if we're in a bad situation, hopefully not being tortured by Vecna, um, but that something like music can help save us. So for y'all, um, Crystal said anything by Dolly Parton. Heck yeah! I really love Jolene. I mean, of course, nine Five. Nine five. Yeah, like the Five. Heck yeah. Two um,
2: doors down. <laughs> which one? Two doors down. They're laughing and drinking, having a party. Oh.
0: Oh really? Oh, nice. Nice. Sprinkle says, my grandfather on my mom's side was a jazz pianist. So I agree with you on that, Johnny. Wow, yeah. q says, my favorite songs from that era, Hold On Loosely by 38 Special, Fade to Black by Metallica, Saturday Night by High and and Dry by Def Leppard, Pride and Joy by Stevie Ray Vaughan. So, yeah. I'm going to
2: challenge like I want to challenge especially cue balls pretty much already got it going try to put those in order of like when you first heard them or how much they mean to you like I would recommend that for everybody I call it an audio biography because it's autobiography so uh, one moment if it it takes you a moment yeah I get it I get it that's amazing yeah I mean
0: goodness I feel like these two episodes were probably some of my favorite episodes, um, of Stranger Things ever. Um, I especially love, I mean, we could really, like, do a hard, deep dive into Max, um, but I feel like a lot of things can also, they apply to other things, so not to get, like, too intense too quickly, but, um, a lot of people that suffer from depression myself included we can really relate to just like having people around you and like pulling you out of those depths you know having those people that can help you and so that that was so good it was so good
2: montage is so well put together
0: you know the running
2: towards the light in slow motion and then they cut and it's blank. it's a blank screen you're like did she do it that's good that's good editing that's good storytelling but hands down the actor who plays Sinclair or no, no, no. Even Max herself. Like, first of all, when Sinclair says, when Sinclair says, uh, I don't need a letter, you don't need to do this. But then, and then, and that ties into Will or that, that ties into Mike and Elle's thing. But when Max says, I'm still here, like, I'm still here. I made it. I'm, I'm, I'm still with you. I'm still in this. That, that's, that montage is, is, ACES.
0: I feel like to tie everything together what we've talked about today um shout out to all of y'all for being here like watching us yes but also just being here and like making it another day good for you we freaking did it we're here talking about stranger things and we will be here next Monday talking about episode five and six. Oh my god wow we are like really making our way through it which is great I'm so excited Y'all continue the conversation, you know, going in. Well, you can't do it on Twitch after we finish here, but you can continue that conversation on YouTube. And so you can do that there. Follow us on all socials um, at NOMtalk Network. There it is. Yes. Thank you so much for, you know, chatting with us and opening up about different kinds of things and talking about food with us. Yes.
2: Lastly, uh, just for NOMtalk and everything, uh, what's who what's the best cheese in Hawkins?
0: Nacho t- t-
2: uh, Gemma Gargonzola. Oh. Oh, that's
0: oh. So good. Y'all are welcome to like take that with you and share it with all your friends. That's amazing. That was good,
2: that
0: was that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so yes, Johnny, we'll go ahead and have you say where everyone can find you.
2: Yeah, no, straight up. Follow me, uh, Paizano Pictures, Paizano Guy, if it's a Paisano, it's a me. Uh, right now I'm doing a uh, web series uh, called Mythic, and it's basically about uh, our obsession with modern mythology and superheroes.
0: Heck yeah. Eric?
1: Uh, you can find me at Heartless7 on Instagram. Um, Eric Ramirez on Facebook and Snapchat. Um, pretty much just acting, during a show later on this year, pending some things, but we'll see how that goes.
0: (laughs) Heck yes. You can listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or where you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and of course right here on Twitch. That would be, I actually don't know. It's one of these sides. It's one of these, the little heart. Go ahead and tap that if you haven't yet. All of our platforms are Nom Talk Network because we do talk about food and pop culture together, which is just the best deal. Um, Tune in next Monday, same time, 8 p.m. Pacific time, same place, right here, and possibly with the same faces as well. So uh, thank you so much. Until then, I'm your host, Amy Cassandra Martinez. You can find me on all socials at Amy Cassandra, M-T-Z, abbreviation for Martinez. And um, I hope you all have a nomorific evening slash night.